I will come up with uh, non sequiturs to talk about. Great. <laughs> Just give me some tent facts. <laughs> We're back to tents and facts. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, most of the Israelite, <laughs> there's a lot of tent situations going on. We haven't even gotten, we haven't even talked about the... Uh, Who's pitching a tent this week on the King James Virgin? Oh, a, lot, was, a lot of high priests. It was a, <laughs> a lot tent. of priests. A lot of virgins. Well, actually, I, they, they don't have to be. They no, they families, can marry, right? right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Levites. A lot of Levites. A lot, lot of, lot of, uh, can we please just make this, this should be happening while are are we recording right now? I'm rolling, but oh, great. Well, let's just start it. Welcome to the King James Virgin, where each and every week, my friends, Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. <laughs> so about tents. What? You're not going to introduce yourself? <laughs> my name's Alan. My name's Adam. Uh, so about tents. Now we can talk about tents. <laughs> well, so I was, I was racking my head for a story this week and I wanted to continue with last week's revelation because like once you start. Do we really want to? Once you pop the fun, don't stop. Except for it's not, I guess Revelation is the Pringles of, of the Bible. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Instead, we're going to talk about Fritos. Uh, disappointing when you revisit it later. Talking in about life? Lay's no. stacks. One hundred percent disagree. Uh, Pringles are still amazing. Okay, totally. Yeah, they're fine. They're delicious in the way McDonald's French fries are. Where like correct, they were never potatoes. And, I have no problem with that. But they're just they're salt vehicles. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, great. That still doesn't change the deliciousness I'm, I'm component. On, I'm back to agree. Right, like... The motion carries. I, I don't think... If there is somebody out there is trying to make an argument that either Pringles and or French, uh, McDonald's French fries are healthy or food in any way, shape, or form, I don't think <laughs> any reasonable person could argue that. Well, they wouldn't be bringing uh, reason to that argument. No, they'd bring Pringles to a gunfight. So I was uh, kind of stuck with what to do, and I, I have this spreadsheet of... Bible stories, just in chronological order. We it happens to the best of us. Done yeah. all of us. <laughs> and uh, this one kind of popped out at me because the second I read the name, I, I heard like a creepy voice in my head, uh, which we'll get to, I think. And I have a question right off the bat. Yeah. I have a question right off the bat for Adam. Was this uh, like a storybook, or was there like a cassette of this? Because I talked to oh. I talked to my wife, your sister, yeah, uh, about it, and she had the same like eerie feeling about this one that I did. <laughs> yeah, this I. There's Do you a, know what part a, a creepy cassette about? tape out there? It's the call and answer part. Uh, yeah. No, I have a. So anyway, yes, let's I have. Uh, now that you say that, I have a very distinctive, but I honestly thought it was my own like brain <laughs> putting, but it can't be given how like. There's voice acting involved in it. Oh, right. shit. Okay. Is this so, a situation where when you were sleeping, your uh, parents, parents put headphones on you and uh, more indoctrinated like, you? And more likely, like, as a child, um, both my sister, well, for a while, so, like, when we were really young, we were in the middle of building a house, and so my sister and I actually shared a, a bunk bed bedroom, and so we would, and I would listen to tapes to fall asleep to. I had, like, one of those tape players that would, like, fit, you could set it, it would fade out after, like, a half hour. Uh-huh. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Very fancy. Um, and so it, this could very well be, we could have listened to it when we were falling asleep. I, so I yes, really but feel like self-indoctrination. So I have a question. Yeah. 
Did your sister also have to listen to the 30 minute? Were you listening? Oh, to yeah, this yeah. On? Same, it wasn't a headphones. Did she need like, that to fall asleep or did she just have to wait until that was over to then fall asleep like a normal human being? This is a, a reasonable question <laughs> that as an adult, I should ask my, my sister if I had to apologize for like basically forcing her to go to bed a half hour later every single night. Yeah. Yeah. She falls asleep at like the drop of a hat or she used to. Yeah. So she probably just fell asleep right away. Probably. <laughs> That'd be my guess. So Nick, today uh, we're sandwiched between two episodes. Okay. We are just post Samson. Old school. Pre Saul. Okay. Uh, the king. That the, was, fir- the first was king. David. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first king of Israel. Uh, so today we're talking about Samuel. Mm-hmm. L. Jackson. Great. No. Uh, <laughs> from now on, whenever we say Samuel, that's what we've been thinking of. <laughs> that would be sort of good. Can you imagine for, Samuel Jackson as Samuel? <laughs> I mean, I would be fine with Samuel Jackson just voicing the whole Bible. <laughs> Sure. Be better. Uh, Speak, motherfucker. Your servant hears you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, I mean, if we're going to go, God is like the opposite of a motherfucker. He's like a he's like daddy a, fucker. No, he's like a mother conceptioner. Oh, yeah. No, I guess that would be a motherfucker. I take it back. <laughs> totally. We kind of already had this conversation. Right. He impregnated his own Self. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's the back to the future rules. Uh, so yeah, well, we're, we're on Samuel today. Um, and this might be a two parter, maybe three parter, be a three parter. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Um, Samuel's super important as a kind of bridge character. Like he doesn't do a ton himself, but he, well, he transitions the power from the prophets to the king. Right. So it's a big political move and there's some weird shit that happens dirt. Like there's some big kind of tent pole events that happens during his life that he, thank you for bringing in the tents. You're welcome. Uh, that uh, kind of are associated. I mean, like, he didn't cause them, but he's uh, like involved sort of with them. Yeah. I'm thinking about the arc specifically. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 definitely an important character, but he is like this transitional character. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we begin the story with uh, wee, 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 Baron Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know. I know. Nope. Honestly, thought you were starting a song, and I was really scared there for a second. Uh, no, we just have another barren mother. Yeah. Great. So uh, Adam, that's how every good story begins. I mean, in the Old Testament and a lot of the New Testament, yes. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I will let you kind of yeah, take it so from there. There's a uh, a man that I can't remember his name of. Elkanah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and his he has two wives. Um, Hannah, the one who matters, and then um, the one who doesn't is like Panna. It's like they're named the same thing, but with a P. It looks like Panina. Okay. Oh, yeah. So great. Hannah, 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 Hannah Panana. Panana. <laughs> Boy. Uh, and Hannah's the barren one. Okay. And what's like his name again? El- Elkhorn? Elkana. Elkana. Hannah. Panana. Panana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. Panina. Yeah. You, you, you know that like as they all grew up in the same town and like it was like, well, you guys are going to date. <laughs> what well it's like it's like all the all the like adults would would joke about it because like their names are too similar that's what's like well you guys are gonna get married someday and like ah! and then eventually they did sure that's what i'm saying happens okay. here great uh, it's like those weird things like every once in a while when people with the same last name get married but they're not related mm-hmm. but then you find out they are like 10 years later mm-hmm. sure yeah um, I, or like i had friends uh like this where it's, it's elkana hannah and panina uh <laughs> i had friends growing up where the 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 mother and the two sisters had like very alliterative names like all the same sure. vowel oh, sounds sure, sure, sure. and then the dad's name was jeff 
<laughs> That's excellent. And I just enjoyed that tremendously. So which one of these is the... Wait, have we gotten to the Hannah, mother? The only one that matters is the one with the, the, the normal... Or the, the English name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the other two you really can... Like, don't For, care about forget it. Forget about Panina. Yeah. The I only, don't want to, but I will. The only reason Panina exists in the story is that she makes fun of Hannah and tell her, tells her that she's a bad woman and bad wife because she can't give... Elkhorn, whatever his name is. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. You would think that uh, more than one Panina is Panina's, but it's actually Panina. Panina. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like one Panina. Panina is a Pino. Panino. <laughs> no, it's in this case, it's a Panina. Panina. Yeah, one okay. Panina, two Panina. It's a female Panina. Panina. Correct. Yeah, correct. A singular female panini so is she a go, panina. So at this point in the story, she goes back to the sandwich press and we never see her again. Well, RIP. Um, yeah. In my heart forever. <laughs> She's kind of a jerk in this whole story. So far, my favorite character of the Bible. Fair enough. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, El- she was fertile as fuck. Yeah, yeah. She pumped out children Great. like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But Elkhorn still liked Hannah better, which is a theme. Like if you remember, like Isaac also like his favorite, I'm sorry, Jacob's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob liked Rachel, who was also the barren one, the barren one. Like mm-hmm. apparently it's like, I keep this, uh, maybe it's like a that's contest. Like, like I keep this one around, not because they're good at their job or they're good at their position. They're, I just like the person. Well, they like him for their personality. Exactly. <laughs> not because they pump, not because they're baby making factory. But we don't know just, that. I mean, as soon as they pump one out, maybe they're just like, and I'm over it. Oh. Or will it be like a thing where they just like them because since they're barren, they know that they'll be able to just kind of like hang around and kind of take care of them. Oh, or they can. That all seems the, like all the, of these are probably. That just seems elements. like the chauvinist angle. Yeah. Uh, correct. I. Yeah. Or, I, or I'm not going to. I'm not. None of it's real, and this is all just for right. story purposes. I, yes. I am not going to try to defend Elkhorn at all. Anyway, um, Hannah goes uh, is crazy distraught about not being able to have children, and she goes to the temple. Well, every year the whole family goes to Shiloh. Right. You have to. It's do, like a pilgrimage. The, we have to do the sacrifice every year to like basically absolve your sins, slit the throat. Okay. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do, do you vaguely remember some of this? I don't remember a yearly ritual, but okay. Yeah. Well, so you know how like with Cain and Abel, how they were mm-hmm. doing this. So, so yeah. essentially, God dictates, and I think it's with the children of Israel, right? It's not. Yeah, it's when they left Egypt. Okay. That, uh, and we'll probably cover this again at some point when we do more with Moses. But essentially, um, they are doing a societal based prediction of the Messiah. And so what they're doing is they're taking an unblemished lamb symbolizing innocence and slitting its throat, draining its blood and offering it as a sacrifice to God, basically symbolizing the transferring of sin into that innocent animal, putting it on its head, killing it. And then it it's died for their sins for that year. Okay. And they do this on a yearly sort of thing. Great. Um, by the time we get to Jesus, it gets a little muddy because it's not just yearly people do it all the time. They don't. They also don't just use lambs. They use different animals and it gets a little muddy. Um, but the idea being that that's the same thing that happens theologically with Jesus is Jesus had to live a perfect life. Mm-hmm. So he was the perfect quote unquote lamb. That's where they keep like lamb of God. Like that's where sure. all of these terminologies come from. Uh, and then he dies with all of the weight of the entire world. sin. you can get into like the different uh, theological ideals where like during I mean, we haven't covered the death, but it gets it gets really weird theologically okay. in this this time period. But what's going on is she's every year they go to these things, and it's and it's a kind of like a like a a big uh, Jewish Burning Man because everybody <laughs> just descends upon it on this tiny town. Great, right. yeah, that, that's now just a little mound. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's everybody's doing psychedelics because they know they're going to be forgiven. Right? Yeah, they're just like <laughs> just getting all of the sin out. For the yeah, like so much Molly. Yep. Yeah. Tons of Molly. They're just 
you know, murdering everything. Yeah. Uh, Close sticks, ATVs, whole whole shebang. One hundred percent, like crazy betting things are happening. Mm-hmm. Like like casinos just pop up. You yep. know, you get the you yeah. get the gist. Everyone's like nude, but also wearing top hats for some reason. Correct, <laughs> like biblical holograms. Lots and lots and lots of steampunk, like big giant. <laughs> um, anyway, they get out there in the desert. They uh, they and we're, I know we're back on tent watch. They there's a the uh, oh, burning man perfect place for a tent one hundred percent so the like and pitching them so yes <laughs> so you know how like in Burning Man there's the Burning Man like the big yeah, edifice yeah. in the center of this whole contraption is the uh, tabernacle thank you could not get there is a tabernacle and it's uh it's a multi staged tent. I say that because like there's certain sections that like the first section everybody's allowed into the second section only the priesthood is into and the third section only the high priest is, a, is allowed to go. So we've into. got VIT bad VIP badges lanyards and, nobody, and only on certain occasions. Correct, and only on certain occasions. Uh, yeah. So this uh, when the Israelites kind of stopped moving around and camped here, they set up the tabernacle by Mount Sinai, and this is that spot. So right. this is 369 years later. Uh, uh, that a tent has just been there. Right. That's a quality tent. It is a good I tent. I assume they like re- replace panels. Uh, well, uh, uh, from from the little bit that I could read about this, it's still the same tent, but they erected a building over it. Oh, oh, I totally get see what that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little old, probably very worn tent inside a building. I mean, it's like it's like you go to Europe now and like it's like this chunk of the wall is from Roman periods. And uh-huh. they, like, they literally just like put I beams around it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's where they are every year. So yeah, they do this whole thing. Um, and we kind of skimmed over, but they would set up and tear down this tent as they were moving through the desert for the, for the 40 years after post, okay. is, uh, post Egypt. So anyway, but now it's been here for three years. Right. They set it up. Years. This is where the, uh, the temple is. This is after they've, you know, cleared out all the riffraff from the, the Holy land, also known as the people who live there <laughs> and <Riff-raff>. right. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, by the way, in the, the holiest of holy places, so you have the, the holy, the most holy, and the most holy place is the Ark of the Covenant where, like, like, Red is the Lost Ark, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where the, the, the spirit of God dwells. And that's why the only person who's allowed in there is the high priest, because theoretically the high priest is, is the person who has gone through enough of the rituals at enough frequency at enough everything that he's holy enough that he won't immediately die in the presence of God. Okay. So yep. that's... You got bejeweled chess pieces yeah. and Remember tassels. The, the and weird thing, the thing that um, the ephod is it Gideon? Yeah, Gideon. The thing that Gideon uh, made is what he was uh, that oh. chess piece. You'll see, like there's images of it. You'll see. You'll know cool. exactly what we're talking about when you see the pictures of it. Anyway, um, we're getting way deep in the woods, but she goes of her own accord, or is this during that festival? So when they get there, uh, th- during okay yeah, during this time when they get there, um, uh, Elkanah gives. Uh, a portion in offering to each family member. Oh God, that's, that brings back memories of Sabbath morning. Like dad giving me a, a couple bucks to put into offering. Yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then he gives Hannah a double portion. Mm. Yeah. Cause he favorite. likes her. Um, and kind of, kind of because of all that Panina, uh, makes fun of her. Yeah. Basically you suck just as like, a woman. Yeah. Like I can't believe he favors you. You're worthless. Mm-hmm. I'm the best. Look at, look at, look at these brood of children. Yeah. Um, and so I'll pop one out right now, if you dare me. So Hannah is distraught. Yeah. And she goes to, this is one of the one time, a few times a year that she's actually allowed to go into the first kind of stage of the, of the, uh, um, temple. Mm-hmm. And so she goes into it and she's so distraught that she's, she's kneeling in front of a doorpost, a doorpost. Oh, doorpost. so that this actually, uh, I, I stand like Eli 
might actually have a point in yeah. his assumptions. So anyway, she's standing in front of the doorpost and basically mumbling like, Please just give me a child. I'll do anything if you just well, give me a child. Well, she says this whole prayer right. in anguish, but the gist turns, of it is, it turns out she's only moving her mouth and not actually saying anything. Right. She's just kind of mumbling. Sure. But the gist of it is basically, if you give me a, a, a child, I will uh, not only, like, I will basically give it back to you and you can have him as a, one of the, the the Nazarene, like Samson was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Not exactly the poster child, though. Um, uh, it says, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. Oh, shit. So literally the no, same. That's wow. yeah. That's so the, hold on. Samuel Nazarene. also just looked like a crazy caveman, right? Hmm. Oh, that's this. That changes a lot of visual. Like those books are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Plus, that also means Samuel Jackson got to wear a wig. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Ah, fine with it. It's a, it's Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson. Yes. Uh, so she's there and kind of like mumbling, swaying, deep anguish. And from a distance, uh, the high priest, Eli, this is the current high priest, sees her and thinks that she's drunk. And not only is she drunk, she's drunk in the temple. And it's like, it's like level upon well, level it's of burning man. Yeah. Except be chill. We, we, it's like Mormon burning. Yeah. Man. We've stepped out of burning Fucking man. Mem- yeah. We've stepped out of burning man and stepped into like, church yeah like right. i don't know what yeah. else to, yeah because yeah. and he basically comes up and starts chastising her for being he says how long will you be drunk put your wine away from you <laughs> put your wine away from you that's actually less like i don't know whatever anyway i mean he's got some problems uh so he he she then goes i'm not drunk i'm just really upset and tells him like i i can't have children i've been asking the lord for children i'm just really upset i'm not drunk essentially <laughs> yep and eli then goes like oh my bad. Uh, I'm sure God will do what I, God will do. What's right. He, he blesses her. I get this impression of like, of like checked out priest where like, like a Catholic priest, like, like gives the sign. Of the, I know that doesn't give the sign. Like, doesn't like go, you know, two, see, two see, Hail Marys and go get away. See to me, I, I feel like she gets a little extra attention because he's like, he's like, get out of here. You drunk. She's like, Oh no, no, I'm not drunk. I can't have children. I'm really passionate about this. And he's like, Oh, Hey, um, I'm going to bless you. Please don't tell anyone. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Extra blessing. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Eli, I got problems with Eli just <laughs> in general. He, he wow. turns out he's not a great, not a great anything. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So he, uh, that thus like leaves and she, uh, lo and behold gets pregnant, pops out a kid. She, gets the point to where she's weaned the child like breastfed and then weaned and as soon as they've weaned the child they literally give samuel back to eli it's like he's your kid now i've did i've dedicated his like he's a nazarene and hannah and elkhorn leave the story sort of oh no she checks in like periodically every year she'll check in when they come to back to so, man. uh would you like Sorry. to know what uh what so they they give eli the child but with some swag oh all right once he's weaned they give three bowls, one epfa of flour, what the fuck? and a skin of wine. Oh, that's why she thinks he thinks she's drunk. He's drunk. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> and they're like, and the baby. Yeah, here you go. Uh, and Eli basically raises him as kind of one of his own sons. He has two sons. They're problems. We'll get to them uh, next week. I can tell that you do not like Eli or anything associated with Eli. Well, I mean, we'll get to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I should say that his mother does check in every, um, every year, at every the, year. Mm-hmm. And it specifically says, moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him every year. Aww, so I have so a, cute. I have a side story associated with the little robe. Oh, okay. Did somebody make you a little robe every so, year? So no, it's not every year. Ooh. It's 
it's not that creepy, but not uncreepy. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll tell the story. So as a child, um, we lived in kind of a, a planned, like a, like a neighborhood, like it was a, a, a development. They mm-hmm. just developed the entire place. And uh, Adam and I actually grew up in uh, the same uh, house floor plan. Just flipped. Wasn't it flipped? Yeah. It's a mirror, but it's the That's same. So weird. Like eight 1980s house. Still you know, though, it's actually like 70s, 70s, but the yeah. two of you guys, I know something fishy going on. I know here. it's weird. Different sides of the state, but same. Yeah. It's, it's house, so house plan. it's a yeah, 1970s track house split level, like a literal split, split level. Uh, not, not a split level. 100% I, wrong. Split entrance. It's a two story. Who gives a fucking shit? I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, my dad built us a kind of awesome in the, it was on a, it was a, a large lot and the back of it was against the woods. And so we had a couple trees that were still within our property line that he built a big tree house, some, a playhouse for my sister. Um, we had a, uh, one of our neighbors worked for the city. And so when they were tearing down one of the playgrounds, there was this giant slide and they were just going to throw it to like, take it to the dump. Whoa. And so my, the neighbor just like brought it and said, Hey Mel, do you want this? Cool. And the but, story goes that it just appeared in the middle of the night. Yeah. It, well, it literally did. It just like, <laughs> it was in our backyard. And so my dad like attached it. And we had another set of friends who like, they just had this like rotting, you know, the boats in last crusade in, in <laughs> Venice that they're like the motorized Italian, like boats that get chopped up by the propeller in last crusade. Do you guys know what I'm talking you about? You just mean a small speed boat. Yeah, but like the, like the Italian style speedboat where like a really f- large. It, anyway, somebody had this boat and it was just like it was it had holes in it. It was not useful as a boat. But my dad put it in the like that's so from the treehouse down the slide into, the, into boat, the boat and the boat was filled with sand. So it was a sandbox. Hmm. But this was literally like it sounds got, super rad. It was all for like it was all it free yeah. shit that he had gotten from just like people like, oh, I've got this boat that's been yeah. sitting on the back. You can have it. Um, and then so in front of the boat towards the house was this like. 20 foot by 20 foot gravel area that like my dad went 20 feet up in the air and put a beam across two trees and there was a swing there. So it was this massively arced swing. Um, And that was like the play area. It was a great play area. I assume it's still there. Um, We moved from that place. Uh, It's, it's not, I peeked in the backyard (laughs) recently and uh, a bunch of nuns lived in that house for a while. Yeah. And so there's going down the slide into the sandbox. No, the slide's not there. Damn it. I was just kind of checking. I was checking for the slide. That's depressing. Anyway, what they did is this. Maybe they just, it might've corroded to the point. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, my dad it does matter. <laughs> okay. I want that slide. It's a great slide. <laughs> so this is where the costume or the, the robe comes in. Uh-huh. My mom would make me different costumes. You know, I had like Superman cape or different, diff, different costumes. And one of them was a Samuel costume. Okay. And so this was one of the, did robes. it involve a wig? No, it did not. Okay. Uh, that no. part was skipped over as a kid. <laughs> That's not very accurate cosplay. <laughs> Correct. Well, so, I mean, I, my hair was, no, she cut my hair. I probably like a, like a short buzz. Anyway, uh, I was wearing my Samuel costume and it was essentially a bathrobe just made out of like, like blue kind of like fake velvet stuff. And then like, uh, kind of gold piping, like big, thick piping around okay. the edges. Anyway, so I'm like, I've got this like robe that I'm, I'm wearing around just playing in the backyard and my dad uh, asked if I want to go on the swing and he would do what he called hi because that was the sound that he would make when he would basically it was basically he would while pushing me would jump up with the swing and then using his body weight it would also oh, like, yeah. force the thing down so it'd be just like huge swinging arcs and he would yell hi and I would yell hi because you know kids um and it was shitload of fun anyway so we're doing these hi and so I'm just getting these massively big swinging arcs and I'm wearing my, my Samuel robe, <laughs> but like most robes, it's got 
ties. Mm-hmm. And I look down on and realize that my tie is coming. Oh undone. my God. <laughs> I instantly know where this is going. Do you, I just say, have you not heard this story? I think I have, but I also just have a toddler and I just can, I can understand <laughs> your, how your brain works. Yeah. I mean, and the you're, problem, the problem is 20 that, feet in the air and you're like, well, got to tie this rope. Yeah, yeah. Right. So on the <laughs> downs, uh, on the downswing, like going forward, I reach like, un, like undo my, like let go of my hands, yeah, yeah. begin to tie my thing. Oh, no. And I get, I, I kept my balance all the way to the apex. And then on the way back, my dad is coming up and I roll out the back of the swing going backwards. <laughs> uh, you remember that there's a boat behind me. Oh. filled with mm-hmm. sand. Yeah. The boat is like sitting on ground. So it's like three feet up. Yeah. I, my dad like goes white when he talks about this, but like he watches me as I like tumble out, like kind of upside down off the back of the swing. And I'm looking like I'm going to hit like my back on the edge oh, of the boat, God. you know, falling, you yeah. know, 20 feet or so like at an angle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I somehow, just miss the edge, hit the sand and like, go like bam, bam, bam. And then just kind of crash. Like my back just kind of crashes into the other wall of the boat. Um, and I, I bumped my head cause I had a pretty gnar anyway. So my, and my dad like scoops me up. I'm crying, you know, like yeah, crying yeah. for multiple reasons. <laughs> sure. Uh, and he's like, just like, Oh God, I just watched my son paralyzed, become paralyzed, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not paralyzed. Clearly he's I'm, okay, folks. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> thank, thank goodness for the Samuel costume. Well, no, definitely not. Thanks goodness for the sand because because fuck the sand. That's what caused me to be right. stupid. Well, thank goodness for the me. boat full of sand. But also, maybe right. Yeah. So anyway, it takes me inside, and I've got like a a big knot mm-hmm. where I hit my head, but that's about it. Um, but so say this story specifically and the Samuel costume in my family yeah. is associated with, with according to my parents, God like <laughs> saving me from wrecking my back. Have you owned a robe since then? I have not. Alan, have you owned a robe I in your adult life? I don't think I've ever had a bath, like a bathrobe or I don't think so. I also don't like people talk about really wanting to wear bathrobes in there in hotels and I don't give a shit. I, I do always do that. Oh, absolutely. If there is a robe in a hotel, I'm, I'm putting that shit on. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I've owned one. Yeah. Same. Anyway. Huh, we are a robeless trio. Well, a uh, potential future merch item, King James Virgin. No, Samuel. Samuel robes with a King James Virgin logo. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where the fuck we are in the story at this point, oh. but, but I love it. Yeah, so that was... That Mom was, checks in, she gives uh, him oh, yeah, robes little, little all the time. And he grows up. Yes. In the, uh, and with the intention of him becoming the uh, a priest. Mm-hmm. Now... By the he, way, Hannah has like a bunch of other kids afterwards. No one gives a shit. Oh, so... She broke. continues to be blessed. Yeah. Damn, yeah, she, damn broke. Broke She's the no seal. Like, yeah. <laughs> so broke, she, broke the barren seal. Exactly. Uh, so Eli's raising Samuel as one of his kids, but he already has two sons who are ahead of him in lineage. And for some crazy reason, the priesthood, like the high priesthood is actually transferred down familiarly like it would be a king. <laughs> so like, I kind of actually get where the Israelites were at. Like basically, well, if we're going to have a king anyway, we might as well be one that's political, not one that's religious. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he also is the channel of God. And also given Eli, Eli's kids are just assholes. <laughs> um, I feel like I can say that without. Sure. Yeah. And you're not going to Is, is the entire story of Eli contained in within this story yes. or are we going to be talking? Okay. We'll talk about I it just, a little. I, I just week. wonder if we're going to get to your anger presently or if this is a you'll next, get, we'll get next it'll week. be the next episode okay. um but essentially eli because samuel's under eli he is in line to be high priest but he is the third in line mm-hmm. i don't know how old 
Samuel is when this happens. He's young. He's, yeah, he's very young. Like I'm, in my brain, like 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's basically like when, when it's not burning man, there's not a lot of people around. <laughs> and so the kids kind of like take care of the high priest. So they'll bring him like food and they, it, they're just, they're essentially, essentially kind of servants kind of. Well, it's a little, this uh, maybe, but there's it, elements of that, but it gives, it gives reason for this. So, uh, it says, basically it says that Eli was blind. And so Samuel, Samuel was like his little helper, mm-hmm. right? He's the youngest and so like, he's just around and, and Sam was like, or Eli's like, Hey, can you grab me those, you know, my, those grapes? They're, yeah. al- they're also, um, just before that it says, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. So that's, these two elements are important going into the yes, story. Okay. Um, so middle of the night, no, what, you know, there's no prophecy and Samuel's blind. Yeah. Eli's blind. blind. Eli's blind. Yeah. So Samuel's sleeping. We mm-hmm. don't know. Samuel's not blind. Samuel could be blind. I don't think he has given a lot of the things that happen. Like just, it would be difficult for him to be. Maybe blind. he just has an eye patch. He could. Samuel in the middle of the night, hears a voice calling his name. And this is, this is, there's gotta be a tape because I distinctly remember this. Samuel. 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 Yeah. Oh boy. Do you, you That's remember what I'm talking too? about? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and he goes, huh? And, uh, <laughs> no, he says, here I am. As you do when somebody says, does he your say name. here I am? Yeah. Okay. Here I am. And there's nothing. So he gets up, goes to Eli and's like, do you need something? And Eli's like, I didn't call you. And, and Sam says, no, I heard you call, call my name. And he's like, go back to bed. Sam goes back to bed. Creepy. Samuel. Samuel. Yep. And uh, here I am. Goes back to Eli. Hey, uh, you called me again. Or, you know, and he's like, no, this happens three times. Of course. And finally, Eli goes like, you know, it wasn't me, but maybe, maybe it's God. So what I want you to do is next time say, speak, Lord, thy servant hear you. This is like, that's a translation thing. This one says for your servant hears. Right. But you're probably like classic, classic KJV. Yeah. I'm pulling like, yeah, yeah, whatever. There's, this is one of those, another one of those (laughs) phrases in my mind, like the way it's in the, this like the way it said is kind of condescending to like basically just like shut the fuck up, go to sleep. Well, right, sure. And that might also just be young Adam projecting on what like my parents would do in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it's God. Maybe just, God just go back say to sleep. that. Yeah. You're ready for him. So <laughs> I go back to bed. I go back to bed. Whoa. No, Samuel <laughs> goes back to bed. Uh, and you know, Samuel, Samuel, creepy, creepy, creepy. And he sits up and goes, speak Lord, they servant hear you. And at which point God or the angel, does it say God or the, is it the angel? It says the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Yeah. General. Here he is. Uh, and I don't think appears, just speaks to him audibly. Yes. Um, goes, cool. Hey, I finally got through. Connections like working out. <laughs> yeah. uh, Can you hear me now? Right. And then there's a bunch of stuff, but the gist of it is like, I'm giving you a prophecy. Here's what's going to happen. Eli, Eli done fucked up. His kids are assholes and they're going to die. This is the end of his lineage. And that's it. Like Eli's, you, it's now on you, a young child, to tell your adopted father uh, he like, he didn't do a good enough job. And now, uh, his time, like his family's time of ruling, um, religiously, the, the, the kingdom is, is done. Well, and, God does say I did warn him already. Oh, that's right. Mm. I did say like I multiple times came to him and told him you need to like figure this out. And he says like your, his sons are going to die. Not that, not that they just don't get it. They're just actually, he's like, God is cutting them off. Hmm. Um, and then gone. <laughs> and, and Sam was like, well, now I go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, 
Do we, do you want to wrap? We, we should like say, let's stop here. Let's stop here. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's like kind of cliffhanger. Yeah, totally. Sam has got to go and dun, Great. dun, dun. And yeah. talk to Eli and go, Hey, <laughs> Some people are going to die. Yeah. So, so next week we'll talk about the sons and then uh, the the fun hijinks that ensue. Um, well, and we know Sam becomes high priest. So right. it's like that's coming. Sure. Yeah. No spoilers. Um, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the finale. Well, we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with us. This week, we'd love to invite you to join our Patreon, which you can find by going to patreon.com slash KJVPod. We just posted June and July's Aesop Abstinent. Sorry for the delay, by the way. Um, but our patrons honestly make it so much easier uh, to make this show. Uh, so thank you to our current and future patrons. Thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixari, off the album El Moran. And this week's Resurrection Records artist is Babysitter. You can find links to these songs, to our Patreon, to stickers, to all sorts of things on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us this week. Until next week, always remember Fair Fair Panina. Our favorite biblical character who brought grief and disharmony to that household. We love you, Panina. Do we? I do. Okay.
by Sonic Bazaar.